Hey guys, welcome back to the Vibe with Vic podcast. I'm your host, Vic, and welcome to my vibe. Do you know what today is? Do you know what today is? For some of you, it's just April 15th. It's just another day. For people like me, it's tax day. And normally, I'm not like this. Normally, I get my taxes done in February. And this year, my tax preparer almost came to the finish line. And when I tell you that my anxiety is through the roof, or was through the roof, it was. But I appreciate her wholeheartedly. And, um, yeah, I do. So in saying that, the good vibes shout out goes to all the tax preparers out there. Because I will never prepare my own taxes. And I know some of you are like, that's silly. Like, it's so easy. Just pop a program in your computer and stuff. Like, I don't do that. There's just things that on my list that I just don't do. I don't want to put air in my tires. And I don't. I know how to, but I don't because I don't want to. Okay? And that's how I feel with taxes. I can do it. I mean, I've researched taxes honestly, because when I give them to my tax preparer, I have a list of items that I want them to check out. So I can do that, but I just don't want to do it myself. Because if you know me, then you know that math is not my strongest. (laughs) It's not my strongest subject. Okay. Um, I, I really appreciate the Googles because it helps me immensely. But when it comes to things like this, I just don't do. So in saying that, I wanted to shout out all the tax preparers. Um, Pat yourself on the back. Some of you are like, I am just a W-2 person. It's so easy, whatever. I am not just a W-2 person. So my taxes are a little bit more complicated. And honestly, I don't, my brain hurts when I think of math. Like, I know there's a big calculator out there that can help me, but I just, not my strength. Okay, and I think that's good for me to know that that's not my strength. So that is the good vibes portion of that. And I know I've been slacking on the good vibes portion. You don't have to tell me. I've already cussed myself out. And I um, am telling you that I'm going to do better. Because if you know better, then you do better. Okay, so I don't need to hear it. It's perfectly fine. I've already gave myself a little bit of the pep talk. Okay, so in saying that, if you have any recommendations for black owned businesses, small businesses, diamond in the roughs for Minnesota, or if you have any suggestions or comments, you can follow me on IG at vibe with Vic pod and slide into my DMs. I appreciate it. So I'm gonna let you guys know this right now. I'm in a weird mood. And in saying that I'm letting you know right now that this pod is filled with rants, Um, rants that go towards some of the shows and rants that just kind of go towards a life in general. I just I know that there's a moon. It's a pink moon that's that's around us right now. And when there's ever a moon, and yes, I do believe in that shit, um, people start acting weird. Okay, they just do. And I'm just going to leave it as that. And it doesn't, I feel like I'm in a good mood, but I just have a lot of feelings that are opposite of the norm. And I I need to express that with you guys. So when I tell you to um, 
stay with me, stay with me, okay? Because I'm pretty sure that some of the feelings that I have, you probably have too. So let's just ride along on this big dumb roller coaster this week, okay? Um, pop culture vibe. I'm not really going to explain any of them. I'm probably just going to start throwing them out like bullet points. So here we go. Million dollar listing fans, James and David are leaving. Last week I had mentioned, not really, like last week I had mentioned that Courtney and Travis got married. They're not. So correction, they didn't get married. Um, Britney Spears may or may not be pregnant. I don't know. And I don't know if she knows either. And I don't know if Sam knows. So there you have it. Um, also, um, I'm saying um a lot too. And I don't even mean to say it. So Garcelle, do we all know who Garcelle is? Nope, you probably don't. So uh, I know majority of you do, but some of you don't. And Garcelle, she is off of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Now she ha has a book coming. It's been released. And prior to her release, she has sent the book to all the housewives. And Erica, fraudulent Erica, I know it's allegedly whatever, I have battles, you guys, and I'll go into that later. But Erica took it upon herself to open up her phone and make a video of her throwing Garcelle's book in the trash. I don't think it was shown that she was throwing it in the trash. It was it was shown that it was already in the trash with like an old phone that looked like it probably came from the fraudulent law firm that stole those all those victims' money and. That is why I'm just so irritated with this this woman. So I say that to say this, dear Erica, take you and your non-remorseful ass out to the trash, you gold-digging wench. I mean, whew, that felt good. Honestly, Candy has always mentioned this. Don't come for her unless she sends for you. Don't come for Garcelle unless she sends for you, you peasant. Okay, I can't stand Erica. She grinds the hell out of my gears because she feels that wealth should still stay with her when all these victims from these class action lawsuits that her husband, her dementia-ridden husband right now, and I'm not putting down dementia and illness, but he did a lot of bad things. And she refuses to take any ownership. And granted, it wasn't her problem. She wasn't the attorney in it. But the lack of remorse that she has is just maddening. <laughs> so we'll get into that because Beverly Hills is right around the corner, you guys. Like in a couple weeks, we things were flipping, you know? So um, next walk. Then, uh, next walk? Next up is another unpopular opinion j-lo and ben they are engaged and what i'm about to say is really going to make me sound like a hater and honestly i don't care are they going to make it down the aisle i mean even though j-lo loves love she has continuously shown how she can't be alone 
You're trying to tell me that after spending years with Alex Rodriguez and hearing allegations, you woke up tired of him and ready for Ben to come back into your life like a box of Girl Scout cookies annually? Is that what you're telling me? Because honestly, she has layers upon layers of shit she probably hasn't healed from, and yet she gets away with it. Like, listen, I'm a hopeless romantic, and I love love, but I also need time in between my situationships and my relationships. But I guess we're built different because, listen, I don't have J-Lo coin, and I, and, and I don't know. Like, honestly, I just, I'm not feeling it. So everybody loves to see it. They're flashing back to 2002, 2003, 2004, watching them be together. Great. How many rings has she gotten? Eight? She's been engaged eight times. Go lay on somebody's couch, girl. I can't, I can't even. I can't even. I can't even go there. Um, let's move on. Let's talk about the rant of the week. So majority of you go grocery shopping. If you don't, somebody else goes grocery shopping for, with you. And I love it. I, I, I love that you do that. And But if you do go grocery shopping and you're over in the freezer section... Um, or even anywhere, really anywhere in the grocery store. And you need to get in somewhere where there's a cart, something in the way. And you don't mention, you don't say, excuse me. You don't um, move the cart out of the way. You just stand there and stare at somebody until they move it. I hate you. You're the type of person that you're just mad annoying to me. You're the type of person that I look at and say, you know, we can use words. Like, I have to talk to you like you're a kindergartner, and I have to say, we can use words. Like, all you have to say is excuse me, and on top of that, you could just move the cart, get your shit, and keep it fucking pushing. But no, you sit there and you stare at me like a serial killer, and then I make eye contact with you, and I say, did you lose something? Can you, like, honestly, it's just annoying people. I understand that we are in post so-called pandemic and, and we don't want to talk to people because we don't know what uh, mental level they're on, whatever, like, but at the end of the day, just say, excuse me, just move the cart, just keep it pushing, but don't stop and stare. Because that's when you don't know who you're running into and being like, uh, what do you need? You know what I mean? I don't know. I'm, I'm a nice person, but that irritates my soul. Like all you have to do, and I'll be the type of person who mumbles it under my breath. I'll just be like, you could have just moved the cart or just like, all you have to say is excuse me. Like I'm that person. Am I crazy? A thousand percent. But I like it when people are verbal. Tell me what you're thinking. You want to get some baloney? get some bologna, girl. You want to get some eggs? Get some eggs. Okay. You need butter? Get the butter. Like I can't. Okay. I need to take a breath. <laughs> I need to take a breath. I am, I told you guys I'm in a mood and, and that's pretty much it for like this, this portion of it. I'm going to take a break and we're going to come back and we are going to talk about the house of the summer, summer house. Stay tuned. I'm back. I took a deep breath. 
and we're here. We're here and we're back and we're going to talk about Summer House, but I'm going to do things a little different this week for Summer House. I'm going to recap on a high level of the episode and concentrate on the drama aspect of it and what annoyed me about the episode. And then I'm going to state some unpopular opinions. Okay, so let's go. The theme of this week is boho chic. Uh, actually, the first portion of the whole show was boho chic. So Robert, who is Danielle's boyfriend, is a chef and he's doing a complete spread for the house at a beach. So it's a boho chic beach party. So him and Danielle um, head to the beach to start getting prepared for the party. So while that is happening, everybody else in the house is slowly but surely getting ready. And we pop into Maya getting ready with Sierra and Paige. And they're asking about Oliver and how she says her like they're just she admits that they're going too fast, but how she admits that she has daddy issues. Like how many of us actually have daddy issues out there? I th- I think I might have a few. Well, I don't have a few dads. I have one dad, but do I have daddy issues? A thousand percent. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about Maya. So I do appreciate the fact that she is talking about how she has daddy issues in a way where her father didn't pay much attention to her as much as Maya's sister and how that has made her question her worth, which is super sad, right? Like, I never want any of you to question your worth because you're all amazing. So... Maya gets really deep. Like she, for her first season, she's been really deep. So, okay, so um, back to Danielle and Robert for a moment. So Danielle and Robert have been dating for a while. Robert's a chef, and he has this opportunity in Charleston. So Danielle is like thinking about her life. So a lot of you have met your forever person and you love and care for them and so if an opportunity would arise and that would mean that you would be uprooting your life into another state that's a lot to think about because that's a lot of change so that's where Danielle is at so it's really interesting I love seeing her and Robert together I actually really do um, love their dynamic it's pretty fun to see um, so let's roll into the fact of Uh, Lindsay meeting a new guy. Are we surprised? Are we surprised? We're not. Because Lindsay meets new guys all the time. I mean, I wish I could meet a new guy all the time. It is just super hard. But she meets this new guy named Ahmed. And Ahmed so happens to be Oliver's friend, right? And so they've both been invited to the boho chic party and they both end up coming. So... Long story short, Lindsay is really into Ahmed. Like, and some of you are thinking, Austin who? Yeah, because it's not on her mind. Like, last week she was like, I like Austin. And, you know, we have this thing. And this week it's like, Ahmed is everything. Like, she was all over Ahmed. All right? So... Party's going on. Everybody's having fun. Uh, It looks really super nice. And the plan was for Ahmed to come back to the house with Lindsay. We all know how Lindsay gets down. We're not we're not tearing her down for that, right? But Ahmed left the party and didn't return to the house with Lindsay. So on her way back in the Uber, 
Robert and Carl come in the house and they're like, that is the most intense 20-minute car ride back from the beach. So Lindsay's super drunk. You know, I mean, this is summer house, so people are just lit all the time. So Lindsay gets back to the house. She walks upstairs. She goes in the bathroom. She shuts the door. She calls up Med, puts him on speakerphone, and just starts yelling at him. So what does Ahmed do? What does Ahmed have? He has a backbone and he's obviously sober. And after he says he's back at his house and tells Lindsay, if you want to have a conversation instead of berate me, I'm down for it. I was like, Ahmed, hi, my name is Victoria. Thank you so much for saying that, right? Um, so I was like, I just love it. I just love how he's telling Lindsay he's not a child, so don't treat me like it. So Lindsay goes on to say, you left me at the beach party that I invited you to. And basically, do you understand how embarrassing that is for me? Ahmed says he's sorry and then says, let me call you back. And like that was the end. So for some odd reason, Kyle's so damn wild. He ends up in Lindsay's room and she proceeds to tell Kyle how mad she is because the guy she invited didn't come home with her. Like, she's like, if he really likes me, why wouldn't he come stay with me? Okay. I have hardcore opinions, but um, here's the first. If you're going to have a hot hub summer, why the fuck do you care if a guy you just met leaves you? Like, seriously. Like, Honestly, why do you care? Because you meet guys like you change underwear. So you should be good, girl. You should be like, you know, I'm going to get some good sleep tonight, put some cucumbers on my face and be good, right? But she's not. So the next morning, the aftermath, when she sobers up, she comes down and she explains to the house how it was just a big miscommunication and how Ahmed didn't have service and didn't get text met, blah, blah. Like, I don't really care. You know, I think Ahmed dodged a huge bullet but we will get back to Lindsay later because she is in the midst of all the drama later in the um in the trip to the winery because that's where they went next so the winery is where the real drama happens so Maya booked a winery and on the way they're playing a game asking each other sexual questions they arrive and they're all sitting around at a picnic table drinking wine and after Andrea and Paige's interaction, Lindsay says, I'm flirting with every man I'm laying eyes on, which led to Sierra and Paige saying, we know. Like, so Amanda says to both Lindsay and Andrea, do you think you guys are covering up for something else? So pause real quick. Paige was talking to Andrea, talking about his like, you know, because he's just so sad about the person that he was dating for a short time, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then Lindsay kind of like jumps in and starts saying like what she's been doing. That's where it's like, I'm flirting with every man that I'm laying eyes on. And so after all that stuff, that's where Amanda was like, do you guys think you're covering up for something else? And of course, and as always, Lindsay answers a question with what? A question and says, do you think I'm covering up for something? I honestly really think that Paige triggers Lindsay in some type of way, like some sort of way Paige can get under Lindsay's skin real quick. 
But then it was Amanda who explains it clearly about Lindsay's pattern of like how she meets people, how she falls hard, and how she moves fast. And Lindsay mentioned she's been this way her whole life. Okay, girl. So somewhere in between all that, Paige said someone's feelings were affected. So basically, Paige brought up the drama again. So she brought up the drama, and she's basically saying that, like, nonchalantly, Sierra's feelings were affected. So Danielle's sitting across the table. Again, it was, she wasn't sitting right next to Lindsay this time, but she was sitting close to Lindsay. Like, I think Andrea was between the both of them. So Danielle's like, this is horseshit. In which Kyle, who's across the, <laughs> the table, goes, chill out and she's like don't ever tell me to chill out you chill out Kyle and I was like I fucking love Danielle thank you so much don't let no man talk to you like that right so then Lindsay mentions her being single has put her in situations she hasn't done in her life great we all understand that so then Paige brings up the situation again and then Lindsay says she's apologized a hundred times they are talking about the Austin situation all over again. So when Lindsay's like, I apologized a hundred times last week, everybody knows that a lie. Like I was like, that's a lie. And um, that got Sierra going again. And we're, we're so exhausted of it. Like I'm, I'm exhausted of Sierra to be completely honest. Um, so then from there, Lindsay's like, Sierra, you should actually apologize for throwing the wine. And Sierra's like, and we all know, there there are no, nobody's innocent in this whole thing, right? Like in the, the whole thing with Austin, the love triangle, Lindsay is not innocent and Sierra is not innocent, right? Um, but Sierra never truly apologized for throwing the wine on Lindsay. She apologized to Danielle, but she never apologize to Lindsay. So all this is going on. Remember, this all started with Amanda mentioning um, something to Lindsay about her behavior moving so fast. So of course, Amanda gets in her feelings. She starts crying. She gets up. She walks away. And she's like, this is not my intention. I didn't want to bring this up. Um, so anyways, Lindsay mentions again, how does she have anything to do with the whole Austin situation? I mean, She's literally looking at Sierra and saying, Austin told you how he felt. Are we in the twilight zone? Did we not all see what happened a couple weeks ago? Like, this is the type of stuff that drives me insane. So this is here. This is where my opinions really come into play. Okay. Lindsay. I want to, I want to let everybody know. I want to let everybody know. I am sex positive. If you want to bust it wide open for what you think are real ones or whatever you lust after, do it. I don't give two hot fucks. That's your property and I'm not here to tell you how to stretch your real estate. You feel me? My issue is, and I've said this multiple times, she lacks accountability. Just say you were being a petty bitch. Like, for real. Just say you were upset that you didn't have Austin's full attention and got jealous. I'd respect her more. But she doesn't do it. Like, 
just say that when you want something, you will do whatever is possible to get it. And that was Austin at that point in time. I mean, majority of the Bravo fans stroke the fuck out of Lindsay's ego and think Amanda, Paige, and Sierra are mean girls. And I don't think so. Is the horse dead because they've beaten it enough? Yes. But I'm not, I don't think that they're mean girls. They're literally trying to have Lindsay see their point of view and she refuses. So yeah, Lindsay doesn't want to hear anybody but herself. She knows what she wants. And I'm over here reading between the lines like, girl, (laughs) you're killing it. Like you're really killing it. But from Lindsay, I can't, I can't say all those things about Lindsay without talking about Sierra. Dear Sierra, drop it already. Although I feel for her, I really do sometimes. She was digmatized by Austin. And the more she talks about the situation, the more insecure she looks. And she's too pretty to feel like that next to Austin. And honestly, and I don't, Honestly, I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm going to keep it a buck, a beam, and a Ben. I will never believe that Austin's bed game is better than Luke's. I fucking refuse, okay? I look at Austin and I'm like, he makes me sick. <laughs> he might be the charming six-foot guy that everybody looks at or whatever, But for some odd reason, I just can't look at Luke and then look at Austin and be like, wow, Austin might have better pipe game than Luke. And I just can't. I just, I refuse. Next up, Andrea. (sighs) Honey, please, please stop crying. I don't know how much, I don't know how many more tears I can take. Like, and and I know that I sound like an asshole because... We are currently talking about how men should show their emotions. And I'm all about men showing their emotions, right? But I'm exhausted of Andrea's tears. I mean, he loves love. And I've said that before. Jayla loves love. Andrea loves love. And he's the, he has an Italian stallion, literally. Like the dude wears the tightest pants. And I'm like, wow, your junk is big. Um, I mean, we can see it. And we have full-blown confirmation from Paige that he really is an Italian stallion. I mean, but let her words roll. And I say that because Paige was saying, you know, Andrea was saying something about how, you know, he just feels so sad that he had this time um, with the other girl that's not paying attention to him and that, Paige was this over here saying, you know, I almost picked Craig. I almost picked you over Craig. And she's trying to make Andrea feel bad. Like she was basically saying that Andrea was using her. And I'm like, no, Paige. So Andrea feels some type of way. And he's been crying like he cried this episode a couple of times. He cried last episode a good amount of the episode. But I'm literally, Andrea, we get it. You are an emotional person, but please let her words roll because you didn't use her. And she knows she would have never selected Craig over you. 
Let's move on to Paige. Paige is my bitch. Like, I don't care what anybody says. I will die hard on this hill with Paige because I just, I just love her. But this whole situation where she thought that Andrea was like using her, that was a reach. That was a full-blown reach. Andrea was never using her. Yes, she caught feelings. Um, but the moment Craig came into the picture was the moment Andrea became a second thought. Let's just keep it real here, okay? Um, Danielle. I really like her. I think she's truly a neutral party and challenges her roommates when asking how they feel because there is a bias in the house. I, she loves Lindsay and I, again, will die on this hill. Lindsay is selfish. She would never ride for Danielle the way Danielle is riding for her. She didn't help her girl when the glass was thrown. She didn't pick up some glass and throw it back at Sierra. And maybe that's because she's in PR and she doesn't want to mess up her bag with Bravo. I don't know. But loyalties don't match in this friendship between Danielle, like between Lindsay and Danielle. And I don't know why other people aren't seeing it. Like hardly anybody has seen it. It's so frustrating sometimes. Um, I'm just kind of rolling through everybody. Alex, why are you back? Why are you back, Alex? Not much I can say about you. Um, Carl, Mr. Daddy Sober, why do you have your blinders on to the situation? Is it because Lindsay's there and that's your best friend and you ride hard for her and you don't see anybody else? Like, I wholeheartedly understand that, but your daddy's sober. So daddy sober, you need to look at the bigger picture and figure things out and then put your, insert your words of wisdom and keep it moving. Um, now we get to Amanda. Even though the majority of people think she's a mean girl for pointing the obvious to the table about Lindsay, I 100% see her. I think it comes from a good place, but honey, know your audience. You know what I mean? Lindsay always thinks she's right. Doesn't know how to take any type of criticism and becomes defensive the moment you question her actions. High level, she does what she wants. Low level, she does what she wants with zero self-reflection. Okay, now Kyle. The fact that Kyle and Amanda are using Lindsay's old therapist, Paige was right, get a new therapist. Like, it didn't work for Lindsay. And it might not work for you and Amanda. So I don't know. Okay. And I'm going to beat a dead horse because that's the type of mood I'm in. So I'm gonna say it again. The way people think Sierra Page and Amanda are mean girls when they're stating facts about Lindsay is mad annoying. Newsflash, Maya is the bone collector as well because she floats in between all the siloed groups. Who sees it and who doesn't see it? She's literally, she'll go to Danielle and Lindsay, she'll talk to them, and then she'll bring it back to Sierra and Paige. I love Maya. You're a bone collector, and nobody really sees that you're a bone collector. I mean, you start drama without even starting drama because you're keeping it real, and I like it, girl. But that shit might bite you in the ass when the reunion comes. So, anyways. 
I say that to say this. This season of Summer House has been a roller coaster of drama, and next week Kyle and Paige get into it, and Paige throws some shade, which leaves Amanda speechless. What they're fighting about, who knows, but we will find out next week. So, I say that to say this as well. Let's leave the Hamptons and drive down to Jersey. A couple more episodes and weeks, and we'll be traveling to Beverly Hills, Atlanta, and wherever the ladies are going to the ultimate girls trip, all right? So let, I'm going to take a break, and uh, we'll be back. Okay, we're in Jersey. Welcome to the party. And it was a party indeed. Not going to recap the whole episode. Um and you know what? I didn't say in the beginning of this episode of what everything I was was going to do or am going to do. So I've recapped Summer House. I'm now going to semi-recap um, New Jersey. And then there's a bonus segment um, that has to do with Ultimatum, Marry and Move On. Um, because I did a, a bonus episode earlier this week. If you know, I'll talk about that shortly. But okay, we are in Jersey. And... We're all just kind of leading up to the big trip to Nashville with the whole group. But we first start off with the fact that, like, Teresa and the girls say goodbye to their childhood home and move into the new place with Louis and his one son. Louis has two sons, but one lives with his mother and the other one lives with Louis. So for some odd reason, I thought that Teresa and Louis rented the new house, but they purchased it together. And... it was really a nice gesture for Louie to have a concrete slab created in the back of the house to remind Teresa of her parents. Like, is Louie really sweet to Teresa? A thousand percent. Um, is he still a fraud? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it's only a matter of time where all this shit just kind of comes, um, is like revealed with Louie. I mean, it's been slowly coming out. Um, but yeah, so primarily the whole episode, everybody's packing to go to Nashville and they finally get there to Nashville. They, they have rented a big mansion that can, um, every single person has their own room. And of course, Dolores, it was like, this was her trip that she created and she gave it to the master bedroom to Teresa and Louie. And sometimes I just... I don't necessarily under understand why completely why Dolores rides so hard for Teresa. Like she just allows it to happen, but that need that's neither here nor there. So the ladies and the husbands are kind of just getting comfortable unpacking um and Teresa's literally been on a rampage since last episode about Marge and she for some odd reason thinks that Marge is the one that's been like talking to the blogs and telling the blogs and, and making up all these lies of Louie to the point that like she's throwing shade at Jackie about Jackie's intelligence and saying like don't you understand you're not putting the puzzle together that it's really Marge who's talking to the blogs? And I'm like, Teresa, go look on IG. The shit is all over the place. And Marge has nothing to do with it. Like if Teresa actually opened up her Instagram, which she does, and she posts and she has nice pictures between her and her girls. If she actually squirreled through it which I think she's not doing that because she doesn't want to see all the madness that has to do with her 
her the love of her life so to say and her love bu- bubble would be popped neither here nor there. do you girl do you girl but stop blaming other people for the fraudulent activity of the people that you get involved with it's it's getting tired okay so anyways so we move on and move forth everybody gets ready for dinner the group goes out for dinner and they're having a good time. Every Almost everybody out of the group decides to ride the bull. Um, and it was, <laughs> Jen uh, was saying how nice Tiki looked, you know, like after he got off the bull and everything. So that was like a little nice tidbit. And so they're all sitting at the table and this is where the drama starts. So they're all sitting back at the table. They're out. I don't remember what bar they're at. And I know a lot of people have been to Nashville. I've been to Nashville. It's a great place. I just, I love it. Um, Just so many, like, live music, you guys. Can you say no to it? Anyways, um, so they're sitting at the table. And Melissa mentions what Nashville is known for. We all know what Nashville is known for, right? Music, right? So she has something planned for the ladies. And then Teresa's immature self shows up and she's like if Marge isn't going then I'm not going (laughs) like how old are we are you 50 girl because Teresa be acting like a swift 14 year old sometimes and I also I also think that some 14 year olds are more mature than Teresa because she's so annoying so anyways shots get brought to the table and Jackie asked Marge how she knew somebody, and Marge said, I know everybody. So Teresa chimed in and said, see, you know everybody. You talk to everybody, Tom, Dick, and Harry. And Marge says, you think I spread the rumors about Louis?" So Teresa keeps going, and Marge asks, how would I know anything about Louis's life? And Teresa goes, because you talk to people from his past. Is she sick? Like, honestly, like... Why would Marge take the time out of her day to call up people from Louie's past when every other person has been trying to find out things on Louie since she started dating him? I mean, do we all remember how she tried to hide him for a very long time? Which I understand why people who are celebrities slash bravo celebrities try to hide people because they want privacy and stuff, right? But anyways, while this is all going on, Louie is just like smirking the whole time. So Marge goes, you're a sick, disgusting liar. And Teresa pauses because she's really trying to absorb the fact that somebody is going against her and like talking back to her. Because in Teresa's mind, nobody should talk back to her, right? How dare you say something to Teresa? How dare you go against what she thinks or says? Like, she's Queen Bee of New Jersey, right? And her stands are something else. Um, So Teresa freaks out, and she starts throwing drinks and everything in sight at March. So now you have Joe and Louie trying to calm her down with Melissa following her because, you know, if Melissa doesn't follow Teresa, she will never hear the end of it. We all know it. We've seen it for years. That's where we're here. So thank God for Frank. Frank pops up and he goes in a confessional. He's like, Teresa was going after 
Marge. It was not Marge going after Teresa. And here's my thing. I love Marge. I'm so happy that she stands her ground and, and she told. So like during this whole situation, now Teresa's like downstairs and she's just screaming all sorts of things. Joe is like looking at her like what like what is going on with you? Louis basically saying nothing. Okay. And Melissa's like, you're being crazy. Like you need to calm down or whatever. And so meanwhile, that's happening downstairs. Upstairs, Marge is like, I am not afraid of Teresa, honestly. And so now like Dolores is like, I gotta go. I came with Teresa and Louis. I have to go. And Dolores is like, not Dolores, Marge is like, you cannot leave with Teresa. Like, you're my best friend. If you leave with Teresa, I will be so pissed. So not that would keep Dolores to, like, make her stay. It was Frank being like, Dolores, we're the hosts for tonight. Like, you can't leave. So Dolores is like, you're right. I can't leave. So anyways. So meanwhile, Teresa's, like, back at it. Still raging. Adrenaline's pumping. And she's like... She rages upstairs to go back after Marge. And then all of a sudden, Teresa, like, she just finally has to leave. I'm just like, how is she not already kicked out of this bar? Any other person would have gotten kicked out of that bar, been on the street or whatever. But since we have cameras, liabilities, and all that, and we want the drama, we allow Teresa to act this crazy. So anyways, Teresa finally leaves with Jennifer and Bill and Melissa and Joe. I mean, either way, Teresa just thinks that Marge is a disgusting, vile person. No, Teresa, you're a disgusting and vile. And you standing by your man right now who has a lot of allegations against him, like, great for you. But for someone who spent 15 months in prison due to your first husband's carelessness, you haven't learned your lesson. So honestly, this is how I feel. And I... I don't like I, I Teresa's stands are just as delusional as Teresa but I, if Teresa ends up broke and bankrupt I won't feel bad for her and this time if it happens I wonder if Bravo would stick by her like they did the first time I wholeheartedly think that Bravo paid for her restitution I believe it I, everybody can talk about her cookbooks but there was a lot of money that was on the table for all this tax fraud that was happening. And so I just have this feeling. I mean, they stopped New Jersey housewives until Teresa got out of prison. You can't tell me that they didn't pay for it. If they didn't, great. But I think they did. But I don't think with this time around, they would support her as much as they supported her the first time the kids are not as young though no more but Teresa can't she like doesn't learn from her lessons she doesn't even want a prenup you guys she doesn't even want to sign a prenup like if delusional and dumb were a person it's Teresa Giudice it literally literally is it has her name on it like if you look into the Merriam Webster's dictionary they have like delusional and dumb and it says Teresa's name right next to it like I can't I can't so that's where the um the episode ended I know this was like 
very high level. Next week, they continue on with the drama. Um, they didn't flash the to be continued with us. So maybe the drama like continues to go on for a while because normally with the to be continued from Bravo, it lasts about two, three minutes and then they hop on to the next thing. So you never know. Um, okay, we're done with Jersey and when I come back, we're going to discuss the ultimatum, marry or move on. If you have not watched marry or move on the ultimatum, I know I just said that backwards, roll with it. Um, then you're, you're done. You're done for the pod. <laughs> I don't want to have any spoilers. I'm going to talk about my feelings when it comes to the next step. So if you haven't watched it and you plan on watching it, I appreciate you listening, but you shouldn't listen to the next segment, okay? <laughs> you shouldn't listen to it, but uh, I'm going to take a break and we're going to come back and I'm going to give you my final words on the ultimatum, Mary, you move on. Stay tuned. Here we are. And we're about to, like, I, I'm not going to sit up here and recap it. I'm not doing it. I'm not recapping the the ultimatum, the last two episodes that uh, that Netflix held hostage for about four days. I'm not doing that. Why would I do that? Um, and I'm telling you right now that this is going to be about emotions and reactions. So if you're planning on watching the ultimatum and you haven't yet, or you're still watching and you haven't gotten to the point of finishing it, then you need to shut this segment down and come back to it later. Okay, first you should listen to the bonus episode and then you should come back to the segment and listen to it, okay? So I'm, I'm letting you know this right now. I'm counting to 10 and then I, I'm going to get into it. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. All right, for the people who did watch it, and for the people who don't plan on watching it and just want to carry on and listen, I just want to let you guys know that I feel bam the fuck boozled. Okay? I feel bamboozled. This show consumed me last week. I was obsessed. Ask, ask my friends. I was obsessed. I promoted this shit like it was the hottest thing since sliced bread. Did I enjoy it? I enjoyed the first eight episodes. I will let you know the last two were very underwhelming. Okay? I'm just like, I'm not happy. And let, let's first start off and say this. Madeline and Kobe. First, Kobe Cheese, Mr. Wall Street, um, serial killer eyes, Kobe. Because he does. I feel like if he couldn't have Madeline, no one was going to have Madeline because that's how much he loves Madeline. He has, he's like a Ted Bundy. He's a Ted Bundy, you guys. Just look at him. Look at those eyes. He's crazy. Okay. Um, do you want somebody to love you that much? A thousand percent. Like, where are you for me? Right. But in this instance, it's just like Madeline for eight episodes was trying to be the biggest hoe. She was trying to like check things off the box, do 
And so um, I say to say this, they did all, they ran that muck for two months for them to come and at the ultimatum for her to say yes to Kobe. So you were so tired of his shit that you said yes. All right, girl, go for it. But there's another thing. I think that Kobe is seriously insecure. So insecure. First of all, his jeans that he wore to this uh, ceremony, this ultimatum, were trash. I, I just have to say it. I just I was like, these are not the jeans that you should have picked out. You you came here in your cowboy hat that she stated she hated, and she still said yes to you. I guess that's love, you know. But Kobe proposed, and uh, and then he hired somebody to, I don't know, officiant to marry them in that moment. Kobe is insecure, you guys. I think that if, in his mind, if they left and Madeline went to her other hotel without him, then I think he thought that she would change her mind. So I think a little desperado out of there came through in the moment. Did anybody else realize and recognize that she never said she loved him? Like, never. If I missed it, somebody please let me know. But throughout, like, the poem, the vows, she never said she loved him. So I was like, okay, here we are. And then on top of that, you get to the reunion and she's pregnant. I was like, oh my God. This is not what I saw for the both of them. So they... I literally thought she was going to say no, but hey, then we move on to like Jake and Ray. Can we just please point out that Jay has been consistently, he's a liar. You literally looked at April and said, I would never run off with Ray, but you had two plane tickets in the breast of your coat, your suit jacket. Is that not running away? Like, am I confused or like, I need to understand, am I slow? Because you ask, you have an opportunity to go on a trip and you give the opportunity to, but that's, that's not running away. So you lied to April. Like you can't trust Jake is to not be trusted because he likes to tell you what you want to hear, not what you need to hear. And that's a dangerous place to be if you're uh, a man talking to a female or vice versa. It could happen to anybody, right? So anyways, um, they're, they didn't end up staying together or working out in or anything like that. Ray is, you know, she's trying to figure out her sexuality and good for her. Congratulations, girl. Do you, um, Zay needs, he has some serious demons. Good guy has so much love for Ray, but his past hinders him emotionally in ways that he reacts in ways that I don't think that he would normally react if he handled and took care of his shit. Everybody has like demons and stuff. Zay has some serious demons. There is, I don't even know how many couches, like I want to call, what is that, um, talk space with him and say, Hey, (laughs) honestly, 
Um, Randall and Shanique, I'm not surprised that they were, they stayed together and stuff. She's not wearing the ring. Um, Randall's too basic. He's too basic. He would never leave her for somebody else because I think that would be too much work for him. And I don't think he has the ambition enough to go out and actually date anybody else. I think Shanique would because she wasn't afraid to bust it wide open for Zay, but not Randall. Randall's just like a different type of person. He's almost too vanilla, a little bit too vanilla. You can't make out with anybody. You can't like he's and that's great. If you want to be that way, perfect. Um, other than that, Nate still looks like a serial killer. Uh, Lauren and Nate probably not going to make it. I don't, I, I'm not even going to say they're probably not going to make it. They're not going to make it. They're making it right now because they are comfortable. But, uh, Lauren doesn't want to have any of his kids. I mean, you can see it written all over her face. So yeah, that's going to hinder them. Uh, and Nate is a different type of serial killer than Colby. And I stand by that. I will die on that hill. He is dangerous. Dangerous. Yeah, he's dangerous. And I believe that. Um, Alexis and Hunter, whatever, we don't care. And Nick and Vanessa. Uh, Nick Lachey, you're calm, cool, and collected. You, your wife has got to go. Her commentary is just weird. <laughs> I don't have it. I just don't. I don't have it. Um... April's still not sedated, and yeah, that's pretty much it. I just feel I'm bamboozled. I literally was not expecting any of that to happen the way that it did for us to go through the eight episodes that we did prior to going into an underwhelming ultimatum and reunion. So that's it, y'all. That's all I have for you. And it was a lot. I This was a jam-packed week full of drama. And yeah, I just, I hope y'all enjoyed vibing with me. And make sure to tell your friends who love reality TV and random-ish to hop on the Vibe with Vic train. And if you haven't already, leave a rating on either Apple or Spotify's platform. Either way, I appreciate y'all. Until next time, stay classy. <laughs>